Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Friday. Ah, Made it to the end of the week. We did it, everybody. And... Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to be a long weekend because if you're going back to watch that tape, I mean, you thought the fans were booing badly last night. I would boo myself if I was watching that tape and I was a member of the Steelers. It's funny. We had people say last week was the game they blow every year. Yeah. And now it's two weeks in a row. (laughs) Five days in between the Steelers having unfathomable losses to two two two-win teams. Like, that does not happen to this franchise. I know it doesn't follow logically, but this is because of the Kenny Pickett injury. And I'm saying Kenny Pickett, untethered from the fired offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, is actually a decent quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is not. Okay. I don't know why Trubisky is so bad, but I put this clearly on the quarterback situation. Okay, but you make it seem like the fall from Kenny Pickett to Mitchell Trubisky is like this tumble down. It is. It's not. Kenny it Pickett. is for unexplicable reasons. Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky cannot move the football. I don't get it either, but it's not like Kenny Pickett is this gangbusters quarterback. It's not like, oh, man, you know, we had Patrick Mahomes out there, and now we've got Perloff. Like, it just is not that big of a drop. There was something happening. When they fired Canada, things were starting to go well. Mm-hmm. And when Pickett got hurt, you could see even T.J. Watt looked depressed. I, I think the, t- the team knows that, that Trubisky is not the answer. I thought they should have gone to Mason Rudolph last night. Uh, they're still probably, ironically, going to be in the playoff hunt, but they're a very bad team right now. They are not good. And listen, here's the thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We almost take it as, like, gospel or that, you know, it's, it's like Mike Tomlin got a job and he's a Supreme Court judge. Like, it's an appointment for life. And you can never have any criticism. Yeah, how about a losing season? What are you talking about? Of course, there's a reason. It's not a judge. He's won football games. Okay, but here's the thing, right? And I think fans who have had teams that have been close, but maybe things have gotten stale, or you can see, you know, where there have been cracks and, and maybe a reinvention is necessary or something like that. Because you, like, you can't be fooled by a mediocre season and think to yourself, everything's fixed. Right, Just because you didn't bottom out and win one game doesn't necessarily mean the coach has to be fired. And I would say on the flip side, there are times when coaches mm-hmm. only win two or three games and teams fire them, and maybe they should have stuck with them. Like It's not perfect. Just because you don't have, just because you have a winning season or you don't have a losing record yeah. doesn't mean it's not time for a coaching change. Oh, my gosh. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They do, all they've done is won for decades because they don't fire their coaches. Now we're going to become the Carolina Panthers. And by the way, all that being said, the team that had the worst night was on the other side of the ball because the New England Patriots had an ill-advised win, Maggie. I know. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen, which means our guest is going to be extremely happy about this. You guys know on Fridays, we ask celebrities to come on the show and pick NFL games for us. We're doing a little early this morning, so we appreciate her getting up early for us. Sarah Tiana, comedian and, like, We've never met, but you're my spirit animal. You don't know that, but you are. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. We love your comedy. 
And we know that you love a good Patriots loss. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better. I mean, I would cheer for Al-Qaeda before the Patriots, but it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that game last night. It was a really interesting watch. And in my house, you know, my husband is a big Patriots fan, so he was just as as, as devastated as I was elated. He was devastated because the Patriots won. Yeah, he wanted them to, you know, get a better draft pick. He thinks he's going to get Caleb Williams, so... By yeah, the way, whatever. I can't picture. <laughs> Good luck to him. And you know, it's Caleb Williams, yeah. a USC quarterback. For some reason, envisioning him in cold, rainy Foxborough, New England, does not work for me. Yeah, I know. I, you know, but he is a crier, so I'd love to see somebody on the Patriots cry a lot. That would make me also <laughs> really happy. You know what I mean? Just like crying to his mama, which I actually love about him as a mama. I'm like, yes, you just come straight to me after the game. Cry on my shoulder. Sarah Tiana is joining us. Comedian, amazing. um, Not just your Comedy Central specials, which are so funny. I love 44. I mean, it's so, so good. But also all the roast battles that you've been a part of. Just epic. You're from Georgia. We're on in Atlanta right now. We're actually on in a lot of places in Georgia. People may not know this about you because it's a little more behind the scenes, but you've written for the ESPYs. And you've written for Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart when they did Olympic <laughs> highlights, which is just phenomenal thing to have on your resume. When it comes to the ESPYs, like which athletes did you work with? Who was funny? Who didn't get it? Like spill all the tea for us. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I could spill all the tea. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess uh, I think Steph Curry, honestly, this last year was really, really fun. He was he was really game to do anything that we said, you know. And, you know, when it comes to the ESPYs, they are owned by Disney. So it's kind of the hardest show to write jokes for because so many of them, mm. you know, get nixed and it's difficult. And it is an all-ages show, so you have to make sure that your language is is not like the roast, but on the roast for the Rob Lowe roast, I did get to work with Peyton Manning. He was who I was in charge of because out of the 16 writers in the room, I was the only one that knew anything about football. (laughs) Also the only woman in the room. So that's always interesting. But yeah, I mean, I wrote his joke about, um, I'm not the only athlete here just this year and culture won the Kentucky Derby. So like, that was like, (laughs) you know, really fun joke. And for him and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think most athletes are funnier than we give them credit for. You know, some of them, you know, can't read your hat, but most of them are really, really funny. Are any of them funny enough to be real comedians? I know Blake Griffin has done a lot of comedy. Could you see any of these guys uh, sort of infringing on your territory? I could see Jason Kelsey doing that for sure. Oh, yeah. I think he's he's got it, and he's got a natural charisma, which... On stage, you just have to be, you know, a storyteller and and able to be vulnerable and talk about yourself. And I think those guys have proven time and time again that that is um, that is easy. And and I, I know that Travis is, has a really great sense of humor too. I don't see him doing stand up as I've hung out with him a lot in Kansas City because I do this big charity event there called Big Slick and um, went to a bull riding bar with him and Patrick and Brittany and after Big Slick this year, and that's something I can never... Those are hours that I can never get back. Those are hours that I'll um, always be embarrassed about. Sarah, Sarah, I'm having trouble convincing Maggie that the relationship is real with Travis and Taylor. Can you just break it down for her? This is love. Oh, I think it's very real. Uh, And this is because 
she, you know, as a comedian, I know how hard it is to date men because men are constantly intimidated by the fact that, you know, they like to be taller, they like to be stronger, they like to make more money, and they like to be the funny one. And I usually take both of those, a lot of those things away, <laughs> at least one, two, if you drive for Uber, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I totally get it. And I think for her, it's very difficult to meet men. And especially if a man reaches out and is the aggressor, and he's also the first man that she's ever really dated, like the first guy that could probably pick her up. So <laughs> I think as women, you know, yeah, you, it's nice to know that somebody could lift you up and do the dirty dancing move if you wanted them to. They mm. don't have to, but if you want them to, I think it's, you know, fun. Sarah, I think it's very real. Sarah Tiana is our guest. She's a comedian. Tour dates right now. You're in Atlanta, right? Are you doing shows? Yeah. I don't know how you do three shows in a night. That's incredible. But you can go to Sarah's website. You get all the information there. So you, you said there were hours you can't get back because you were hanging out with, with Brittany and Patrick Mahomes. Like, here's the thing. We see Brittany uh-huh. with Taylor, and they look uh-huh. like really good friends. But we also see Brittany has been a little bit of a punchline to sports mm-hmm. fans. What's she really like? Oh, uh, she has a very good sense of humor. I do like, she's really funny. I, you know, I was like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. I'm a big fan. And she was like very cautious at first. And then I did jokes about Patrick and Travis on stage because they were wearing shirts that were very similar. And I was like, oh, Patrick's in Dior. And I think Travis is in Forever 21. Like it was <laughs> they were, they uh-huh. so ridiculous. And then uh, afterwards, she just said, oh, my God, you are so funny. You're my, you know, such a good comedian. And, like, we we have to be friends. And she just, like, took my phone and put her number in and was like, she has, she has a good sense of humor. I, I really judge people by how uh, adaptable they are when you make jokes about them or their yeah. family. And, you know, if you could take a joke about yourself, you, you can probably take all the criticism mm-hmm. that's being handed to you on a daily basis. We're talking to Sarah Tiana, comedian, uh, partner of a Patriots fan, uh, and I know you're uh, Chris Brockman, a good friend of mine who's been on the show, mm-hmm. is still crying because the Patriots are not tanking. But we have a real issue here that is near and dear to your household because I know Chris has made a wager in his day. There is a report <laughs> yesterday on CNBC from an expert that the spike in sports gambling is causing a lot of problems, including more male virginity and a looming housing crisis because young men are not buying houses and they're not getting any action. <laughs> yes. It now, was from your 30% experience, of young people haven't had, young men, young men have not had sex in a year, according to this data, and don't care about yeah. it. Yeah. Is that it true? Like they're getting their, it sounds like they're getting their action elsewhere from their bookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's where you're getting your real action is uh, on the money line. But I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't I can't imagine that that is a true statement. I think if you're <laughs> not having sex, it's probably from other issues and not your gambling. I I understand. But Sarah, listen, I was a very avid <laughs> sports gambler in high school and I uh-huh. was not getting very lucky. And now <laughs> it all makes sense. At the time, I yeah. couldn't understand it. So if you're a woman in a bar and a guy's bragging about his uh, bet on the Browns under, is that <laughs> interesting? <laughs> No, I guess that's not very interesting. Yeah. You know, I think uh, any talk about math on a date not <laughs> is always not always interesting. You know, and the fact if you're talking about losing money on a date when you're supposed to be buying me dinner, probably also not a good start. <laughs> but you're a huge sports fan. I would be on a date 
and I would bring up analytics and VORP and all that stuff. No, that would work on you probably, ironically. Um, only probably in baseball, probably not as much in football, just because I'm such a baseball nerd and I and I do love analytics and baseball, which is really all baseball is anymore. But yeah, I mean, that would probably work on me a little bit, but I'm different, you know, I'm different. Sarah, Tiana, before we have you make picks for us, which is why we brought you here, um, 13 different tours that you've done for the troops, you know, gone overseas. This is really important for you. And it's really mm -hmm. amazing. You know, how are those shows different than like what you're doing tonight and tomorrow night, doing five shows in two nights in a comedy club in Atlanta? <laughs> how are those overseas shows for the troops different? Those shows are um a little bit more stressful um because they matter like if i have a bad show at the punchline tonight in atlanta two shows friday three shows saturday then i you know who cares like i'll just i would just have another show later and i'll just make it up to that crowd in a different way but with the with the troops with with soldiers and marines you have one show and this is the only 30 minutes that they have off or an hour that they have off in the middle of a war zone on a day when that's so monotonous that they just like need a break so it matters a little bit more the stakes are a little bit higher because you just don't want to fail in front of these people like you just want to give them the best show that they've had all day and take their mind off of everything so bombing in a place that's already getting bombed is mm -hmm. you know not ideal <laughs> but but yeah i mean i went i've been i went to iraq in 2005 saddam was still alive when i was out there like that's how long i've been doing those tours it's incredible <laughs> how old i am <laughs> are, are, are the audiences usually ready to laugh even though it's obviously a very serious place yes i mean that's how those guys survive on a daily basis and 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 i was always going on you know just by keeping it light amongst themselves um and that's why i think it's important to do jokes about them as well not just you know you don't want to just do shows for the troops you like to do shows about them so the more material that you have, you know, like my, I remember I would always open saying like my dad was really nervous about me coming to Iraq, but he'd say, Sarah, what do you want to get out of it? And I go, oh, dad, at least a lieutenant, you know, or a really big <laughs> private, you know, that, that, <laughs> I don't really know what that means. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, so they they love material about them. And then I would try to write material about things that I saw around the base that day. So it's it matters. It's important. Really, really cool thing you're doing. Sarah Tiana's here. We've brought her here to pick NFL games for us. And to be honest, Sarah, you're like the one guest who actually knows anything about football out of all the celebrities that we've had on. <laughs> no. So let's get to it. Time for celebrity picks. All right, Sarah, we're making a few more virgins out here. Do you want to pick against the spread or would you like to pick straight up? Artist choice. Oh, I can pick against the spread. Sure. Look at you. See, this is what we need. Celebrities who really know what they're talking about. So let's get to it. Uh, we'll start off here with the Colts at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are a one and a half point favorite. This is tough because the Colts are on a four game winning streak. And I do think that Steichen is a really good coach and a dark horse candidate for coach of the year. I think that's also why Philly is struggling this year with the loss of Gannon and Steichen to me. But um, I'm going to take the the Bengals because uh, I do believe in the in the Jake Browning effect, and they're at home, so I always give them three points at home. 
There you go. I love it. That was more well thought out than the picks we just made. Uh, The L.A. Rams (laughs) are at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are seven and a half point favorite. So I'll take the Rams on this because I do think it's going to be a one touchdown game. I do think the Ravens win, but I think the Rams are more fun than I expected them to be this year. And I think that's the Puka Nakua effect. (laughs) Uh, But I, I don't know what it is. Like the Ravens are just feel so boring to me, but I don't really watch them play enough. And I think that's just because they've just been walking through wins like Mm -hmm. it just almost easily so i'll take the rams uh as a touchdown favorite they'll probably win by six or seven okay there you go you like the rams plus the seven and a half how about the jags at the browns browns are a three-point favorite so that means it's going to be three to nothing like this game (laughs) is so what a snooze fest um everybody's hurt in both of these games i'll take the browns as a three-point favorite i just don't know what bethard's going to be able to do with the jaguars what about the Bills are at the Chiefs? The Chiefs, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Bills in this one just because they're less beat up. They do allow a lot um, of points. Their defense does tend to allow a lot of points, but the Chiefs haven't exactly been throwing up crazy numbers this year. So I'm going to take the Bills uh, in a revenge game win. And finally... What could be many people are calling the game of the weekend, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a three and a half point. Be careful here, Sarah. I am a diehard Eagles fan, and I'm going to judge you on this pick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, all diehard Eagles fans are obnoxious and awful. You guys are the (laughs) new Patriots fans. (laughs) I think people are actively rooting against you constantly. Um, And as a Braves fan, uh, I can never pick a Philadelphia team, so I'm going to take the Cowboys minus three and a half. I I think the Eagles struggle against good defenses. I mm. think that's been proven all year. And um, again, they're missing Gannon. So I, I would say I'm going to take the Cowboys minus three and a half. How did that policy of not picking Philly teams in baseball work out for you last year against the Braves, Sarah? Aww. Just curious. How did it work out for you? Because when we went to the World Series, we won. <laughs> You don't mess with the roast master with Sarah Tiana. Sarah, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Georgia, maybe getting snubbed here for college football playoff. I actually don't find that. I don't feel like we were snubbed. And I think the only people upset about FSU not getting in are FSU fans and Michigan fans. And they're trying (laughs) to make it feel like, oh, we're just like on Florida State side. Like, no, you're not. (laughs) You would have lost to Georgia or Alabama. You did those beat Georgia practices all year, which you should have probably been doing beat Alabama practices (laughs) because Georgia shouldn't have been ranked number one going into the season with all the players that we lost. I'd rather come back. I'd rather go to the college football playoff when I know we're going to win. I knew we weren't going to win with half of Bowers, half of McConkie, no Dumas Johnson. And Carson Beck's coming back next year and he's going to win the Heisman. So I'd rather be good next year. Wow. Can we just book you as a regular guest to come yeah. on and talk about sports? <laughs> Does that have to be under the guise of this celebrity picks thing? Just well, come talk sports with you us. know, she's great, but she is a Braves fan. And Maggie's a Mets mm-hmm. fan and I'm a Phillies fan. Yes. So this is awkward. Mm-hmm. No, this is, yeah. Well, wow. Well, it's awkward, but we'll we'll just see how it plays out. You know, you guys, the Mets just got Acuna's little brother. He's going to be great. So I think when Acuna's contract is up, he'll probably go to the Mets because we never give anybody their second contract. We only give you your first. <laughs> and so actually, he'll probably the, go play with his brother. The Mets only give people the second contract, but actually more like the third or the fourth. We want people right as they're about to just fall <laughs> off a cliff and get fat and bloated. That's that's when they're right perfect for us at the Mets. Uh, Sarah Tiana, you got to check out 
Oh, hey, I know. Sorry, buddy. my son is buddy. photobombing. <laughs> there we go. And there's my my dad. <laughs> Wait, Sarah is is he being raised a Patriots fan or an Atlanta fan? He can make his own choices. He can make his own choices. Wow. But I, I mean, you know, he can decide whether he wants to live inside the house or outside. The, house. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns, it is. Uh, <laughs> thank you again, Sarah. Best of luck with the shows tonight, tomorrow, the punchline in Atlanta. And for all of Sarah's tour dates, her merch, go to her website. And like, thanks for all the laughs. Really. You're my spirit animal. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank y'all so much. It was an honor. Appreciate you. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah Tiana. Bye. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah. I, I, a couple of comments here. The Eagles are struggling without Shane Steichen. Whatever. Uh, the game 100% is, they're 10 true. and 2, Maggie. They're 10 and 2. Yeah, how's the offense looking? The offense is fine. It's a defense. It's well, it's really Jonathan Gannon we miss, it turns out. I think you miss both both guys. You had two people outside the facility the other day holding up a sign that said run the ball. <laughs> uh do you want to explain where you're going? Right I is now? it top secret? Am I allowed? I have to leave to serve my duty as a juror. Jury duty, baby. <laughs> Pearl's got to go. This is it. He said serve his time. Like, how, like he's so brave. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your service. For your service. Well, I'm nice. doing it. Okay. Not, I don't want to give out too many details, but I have the federal court in Brooklyn. Actually, I don't know if it's federal court, but I'm going to have some real scary people in front of me in the next couple of days. Perloff is worried that there's going to be mobsters that are being brought again and for grand jury stuff, and they're going to find out where he lives. The second El Chapo walks in front of me, I'm <laughs> running. Here's the thing. You're the last person that they'd want to mess with. We'll notice if you're gone. <laughs> that is true. Your name's on the show. But don't you guys get nervous as jurors that you're going to get the wrong guy? Because I've seen so many true crime documentaries where they get to a juror. They're <laughs> oh like, my gosh, what are you watching? What dirt do they have uh, on you? Yeah, I just watched a John Gotti movie the other day. They got to every single juror every time, and that's the exact court I'm going to. I know, but you don't have anything like that. They, you don't have anything that they could blackmail you with, as far as we know. I have two children. <laughs> what do you think they? What do you oh, think they're oh. saying to the jurors? I always thought it was something to expose you, like because you're having a fair or something like that um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. no you're no, fine it, it's not that it's it's your life and you should have seen when el chapo everybody in the whole district was nervous nobody wanted to be on that jury either. yeah that's so, not fair i don't know i i don't want to do anything with a cartel nothing nothing right. <laughs> i've seen too many movies i know where this can go maggie if you start coming in and putting heavy money on like the indianapolis colts or something <laughs> we're gonna know something i do so. not want to see a horse head in our office in the back, <laughs> when you come yeah, back to jury duty by the way if they come after me they're coming after you guys too oh by oh, guilty no. by association i don't know them at all <laughs> never heard of them never met them never I, heard of i them. hate the phillies i hate the eagles <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. I don't know him. You know who's going to be in the grand jury? Probably 10 people like Big Dom. 855-212-4CBS. I would defend Big Dom. There's no way I would convict Big Dom of a crime. That man is a saint. Yeah, up on the sidelines and everything. When, um, you walk, when I walk in front of the judge, are they going to ask me, are you an Eagles fan? Please, you're immediately disqualified for yes. good judgment. You've got to own up to things when you're on jury duty. Like, yeah, are, are, do you have, like, are you related to a cop? Yeah, All yeah. stuff. It's like, no, but your honor, I am an Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, by well, way, good luck. Big game on Sunday. You know I'll be coming with excuses on Monday if we <laughs> lose. Just get ready for them, America. Perloff's going to stop all the court proceedings and be like, can I workshop something on you guys? If I say the Eagles yeah. lost because uh, <laughs> Dallas Goddard wasn't 100%, <laughs> would that fly with you? See, I thought John Sterling was the one that was getting the, the OVO sweatshop-like takes, but maybe it would be actually be Perloff <laughs> in this jury duty. I know. That's amazing, by the way, that Maggie said that. We've worked 
uh, too long together because I was about to say Dallas Goddard. It's not a hundred percent. It's exactly what I was about to say. And it's brain. true. I'm in your brain. It is true. Thank you, Perloff. Uh, well, good luck. Thanks. Hopefully Do, I show up on Monday. Yeah. Don't, don't convict any mobsters. There you go. It's easy. 855-212-4CBS. We still have tons to do here, including uh, we're getting you caught up on one of the biggest stories in college football. So don't move on that. Maggie Proloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. It's Maggie Proloff here on CBS Sports Radio. Proloff just had to dip out because he's got jury duty. The grand jury in the borough of Brooklyn, New York, which is where they basically have tried every mob case in history, <laughs> maybe outside of like Whitey Bulger or something. So hopefully everything goes well. Andrew Bogish is still here, of course. He's got headlines for us. Good morning, Andrew Bogish. How are you? I'm I'm doing very well. Is it actually grand jury duty? It's grand jury duty. Ooh, that's got. the big gamble. That's the one you can get caught for like a month at. I know. This could turn into the Maggie and Bogus show very quickly. <laughs> so wow. clear your schedule. You know, I, I kind of... I love like Law and Order and cop shows. I'd want to be on a jury if it was somehow more conducive to our lives. If I was like, if I was between jobs, I'd go be a jury duty. You want to be on a jury? You yeah. want to be sequestered in some crap hotel, like not being able to watch TV? So that's the thing. You want you want that. You want the fullest experience. Like you want a murder case, but you don't get the cool ones. You, you don't do get, want a murder case. I mean, if I'm gonna be on jury duty, put me on the Gotti trial. Yeah, like I want to. <laughs> You're crazy. I want to be in the mix. I don't want to be like doing some kind of like minor hit and run. Or the last time I got called for was like a personal like injury situation. I don't want yeah, that. That's what I, I got want. The too. juicy details. I got one where I was getting so close to actually making it on this jury. That was like, I got to do something to get myself out of it. And I'm sorry for shirking my civic responsibility here. But I said to the judge, like, is, you know, I'm getting voidered and it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm making it down to the final, you know, whatever. And finally, the judge goes, is there anything here? Is there anything you could say that would preclude you from being on the jury? Like, this is your last chance. And I just raised my hand. I was like, I can't keep a secret. He's like, what? He's like, I'm a broadcaster. I've actually been talking about this entire process for the last week, and I can't keep my mouth shut, and I'm sorry. I've told everyone about all the details of the case. And he was like, get out of here. It Peace, works. everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Alice. Could you mark that down on my file so they don't even ask me back here next time? Is that, is that a thing? I'm a blabbermouth. Uh, you've got headlines for us. Yes, and they are sponsored by the Andrew Perloff School for Lonely Boys. <laughs> From over-unders to under-the-sheets, we'll find you the companionship you, you realize, don't know wait, that you're missing. You realize Perloff's going to be the one in front of a grand jury if people read that wrong. <laughs> Uh, Bill Belichick investment. is a winner again. His Patriots racing to a 21-3 lead in Pittsburgh last night. Held on for a 21-18 W, ending their five-game skid. We did a really great job by the players and the uh, coaches this week. You know, obviously short week. Um, you know, tough, disappointing game last week. But, you know, they came in a really good week of preparation. Um, you know, I thought the guys played with a lot of Blood effort, energy, toughness. The 21 New England points all came from Bailey Zappi TD throws, and all three of them came in the first half. Two of them to tight end Hunter Henry. He's the first player with two scores on his birthday since 1977. The Steelers, meanwhile, lose to two two-win teams four days apart, both at home after Sunday's loss to the Cardinals. This one last night, leading Mike Tomlin to channel Arnold Schwarzenegger. We get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, that's what we always always do. Um, obviously, um, this stings, um, but we'll be back. 
They'll be back, but maybe not back in the postseason. The Steelers out of a wild card spot for now. I mean, stings is kind of an understatement. I mean, that was yeah. that was awful. Also, you, we'll be back. It's a regular season yeah. game. Yeah, everybody's back next week. <laughs> you got a game in week 15. All 32 will be back. <laughs> I think he means uh, we'll be back to being less crappy. Not oh, well, we are uneliminated you know, by this loss. I'm going to be honest. I don't think they can deliver on that. I don't. I would agree with you as well. But don't you, when you hear the we'll be back, usually it's after a playoff loss or after a championship right. loss. And you're like, you know what? We got this far and didn't work out. But you know what? We'll be back. <laughs> after losing to two straight games where teams have two wins and they will be back. I'm like, back to what? Yeah. On to Indy. Yeah. So next week starts the Saturday games. Yes. They're playing on Saturday night because I just looked it up. I'm like, NFL Network? That's not right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course that'd be the JV game. Steelers, Colts <laughs> on a Saturday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's about right. Uh, Ohio State wideout Marvin Harrison Jr. says he's undecided about the NFL draft right now. Some think he is the second best player available. But there are reports that he and running back Trayvon Henderson have lucrative NIL deals to stick with the Buckeyes. That being said, a first-round pick like Harrison would get like 25 mil fully guaranteed. I'm not sure those NIL deals exist at the moment. So you're not going dollar for dollar here. This is the biggest fallacy about NIL with guys who are top picks in the first round. Like there's no shot that the money is, is equaling this out. And here's the other part. If you're Caleb Williams, right? Or someone who had threatened to go back to school and it's like, Oh, but he's got all this NIL money. It's like, yeah, but NIL is not going to give you Joe Burrow money, which is what you're hoping for. You got to start the clock on that second contract mm-hmm. if you really want to get paid. Why delay that? Meanwhile, the Buckeyes, like everybody else, hit hard by the transfer portal. Clemson's prepping for the Gator Bowl with a roster in flux. Head coach Dabo Sweeney not blaming the portal or NIL, though. Portal's not the problem. NIL is not the problem. The problem is tampering. That's the problem. Uh, that is the problem in college football and and that could be fixed easily, too, if they would let football people fix it. But we don't usually get a, a vote in that. But that's the that's the biggest challenge that we're dealing with is uh, that aspect of it. I just want to point out quickly, uh, the, the man grunting in agreement is Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. That's the competition of the Gator Bowl. Stoops very recently allowed himself to be tampered with by Texas A&M when the Aggies were looking for a new head coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now he's mad that other coaches are trying to get his players off of his roster. Well, I always love this, not just for that hypocrisy mm. of Stoops maybe using Texas A&M to try to get a better deal with Kentucky, but also like I'd be like, all right, coach, you hate tampering, so don't do it. Although, like, I dare you, you stop then. Like, because I'm sure Clemson, like, so to tell all your assistant coaches and all all your players, nobody reach out to anybody else on a different team. Yeah. Like, I, you won't do it. I that's I think that's where Dabo uses the Connor Stallions of his world is, like, he, <laughs> he needs to be holier than thou. Yes. So he's not tampering, but he's got a guy that tampers. Yeah, it's so called your always... offensive and defensive coordinators. <laughs> as, as much as I hate to give Dabo any kind of rope here, he is the anti-transfer guy. Like, they haven't had a lot of transfer. I know, but they're dipping in now. They got uh, an offensive and, and lineman from what? What D D five school? Yeah, from a school, school we didn't think was real. Thought was fake. <laughs> which would have been a hilarious statement for Dabo to make. And in some ways, I feel like it, I don't know. Mark Stoops has no stake in this, but it, it does. It kind of makes sense that Dabo would be upset about tampering because if you're not benefiting from tampering, then you're probably really getting you know mauled by the transfer portal. I would just find it hard to believe that there's never been no one on the Clemson staff has ever negatively recruited or tried to say, hey, don't go to Alabama. Nick Saban's going to retire. Like, no one's ever said that. 
on the Clemson staff. No. I find it hard to believe. Well, his yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But his thing is he's worried about players that are currently on his team. Because right. technically you're not supposed to talk to anybody until you're in the portal. Sure. He's saying you have guys that are being recruited on his roster during the season, perhaps when they're not getting much playing time or whatever. He's saying that that is the biggest issue. Sure, and I would say let's check the text messages of everybody mm. who's on the Clemson staff. Uh, Maggie, as you've already pointed out this morning, Tyrese Halliburton was the best show on the strip last night. Halliburton driving to his left, steps back, splash, splash, splash! The bench erupts! Mark Boyle, Pacers Radio, Halliburton, 27 points and 15 assists. Indy outscored Milwaukee 37-25 in the fourth to take their NBA Cup semifinal 128-119. Then the Pelicans stepped aside for LeBron and the Lakers, a 133-89 LA win. So it's them and Indy for the title tomorrow night. Please clear your schedules. (laughs) Oh, I am. And John Rahm is leaving the PGA Tour for Live Golf. It's a multi-year deal reportedly worth $300 million. Rahm was very much anti-Live, but since the two tours are trying to merge, there's no longer a need to say no to those millions. I though thought, I was confused because I, th- I thought you didn't have to do this anymore. Yeah. But I guess they still, when they're together, they still may be separate. And they have a deadline coming up where they have to like finalize their agreement. So it's possible that they don't do that. And the merger never and goes through. And then there's other people getting involved and there's different business relationships. So I guess there is there are multiple reasons why you still have to like declare one or the other. Yeah, this was an odd thing to me too. I didn't understand. I'm like, oh, I thought Liv and the PGA were together. Isn't right. that's why ever, everyone was upset with Jay Monahan and how what a Monahan part of me and what a hypocrite he was. And like the money's all coming from the same place with the Saudis. Yeah, but now you still can benefit. You can still get a live check. And unlike the previous guys, Rom is not going to get in trouble from the PGA Tour for doing this. And he doesn't have to turn in his PGA Tour card so he can still play everything. Right. And Ryder Cup, presumably, and get this deal is like three times more than his career earnings so far. So without all the morality stuff floating around anymore, he's allowed to just take it and run. Well, it's funny because every time a guy jumps ship, they make him go on like Fox News or CNBC or something like that. They make him go on some do some kind of media tour, not with any sports people, though, only with like financial people or news people. And it's like, why even put these guys out there? Like, I, I, I know it's for promotion for Liv, but what is he supposed to say? Like, right. I did it for the money. You wanted to hear me spell it out? Like, I don't know. And last night he was wearing like a, almost like a leather bomber jacket that said Live Golf. And no matter what, it always looks like a hostage video. Like, it always <laughs> looks like they're being forced to do this. It's the strangest thing. Like, the lighting is weird. The mood is weird. They're weird in this because they know they're kind of half lying. It's just, it's so bizarre. No, but that's golf. Everything's a hostage video. Remember Tiger Woods' first press conference after the scandal? Yeah. And it was like in front of that weird blue background. Right. Just like, what? What? Remember right. he kept answering every question, like, you know, saying the name of the reporter. Hey, Pete. <laughs> sub, sub Jonesy. His mom was in the front Hi, row. Johnny. It was, it was just like, why are you doing this? You hate, first of all, you know me hate these people. Yes, and right. now everybody's got nicknames. Yeah, and, now it's and you're Jonesy. greeting every single yeah. person. And yeah. It's like, come on. Although was... he knows those guys because they're the ones that are allowed to be there. That's how Tiger rolls, yeah, too. That's true. That's true. Those guys sit in the front because they know they're going to ask the questions that are not too controversial. Imagine you have this big scandal where you cheated on your wife and it turns out you've been cheating for years and years and it's just your mom in the front row. Oh, 
Oof. Just judging. Anyway. I'm done. Tiger Woods, not, by the way, clearly not affected by mobile gambling. You know, that, that's not that's not affecting his. <laughs> he was his, not part of the. Yeah, uh, yeah he didn't have the 30%. bookie issues that Perloff was having <laughs> yeah, in high school. No. It's, it's an all-time quote from this woman. I wonder if she even realizes how famous she's become now in sports world. This is, if you're just joining us, a woman who's an economist who blamed, amongst other things, but sports betting and the ubiquitousness of sports betting uh, for why men are not interested in dating women anymore and not interested in sex. What I don't understand, a certain portion of young men. What I don't understand is with mobile betting, don't you don't have to watch the game. Like you could just put your bets in and then go do whatever. Like I, that was the correlation I couldn't quite get. Right, like, you don't need to be at the OTB anymore or the racetrack. Right. You can be at dinner with a hot chick trying to right. And then after, her after while you, you can see if you're over under. Yeah, yeah, but like, what's the fun of that? If you're gonna place the bet, don't you want to watch the game? I mean, I've placed bets, and you think I'm watching those Patriots games? You just bet in the under blindly? That is is torture. I'd rather be at the dentist. Wake up in the morning like, what happened to my bet? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I feel, yeah, there's there's a lot here. A lot on this one. About men and and young men and kind of what their priorities are now and – you know, some men feeling isolated and alienated. I don't I don't want to take away that seriousness of it. I just feel like it's odd to blame sports betting. Yeah, it, there are definitely things at play here that yeah. might even be connected to COVID and being home and just sure. learning to be better, you know, to be on your own and not need human interaction or think you don't need it. But I don't think on the high on the list of causes for all of that yeah, is your... my eight-legged parlay <laughs> yeah, that I just right. put through DraftKings. I don't think that's where it's coming from. Yeah, maybe a symptom, not a cause, right? 855-212-4CBS. Okay, Bogish, thank you so much. We do have uh, college football news to get to. We will do that for you. Plus, I mean, big, big, big NFL games. Now that Perloff's not here, we can talk about how big this game is for the Eagles and the Cowboys. He told me yesterday he was going to leave me excuses for the if I was going to sit here and pretend to be him, that I was going to have to present myself as an Eagle apologist, and he left me nothing. More excuses. Yeah. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply cbs sports radio where in the world is shohei otani going to sign well it looks like we might have an answer to that very soon hey welcome to the show maggie gray andrew perloff is at jury duty right now so andrew bogish is good enough to step in for Perloff and you're already pulling your weight around here, Bogish, because you alerted us to this tweet. John Morosi says that the Shohei Otani decision is imminent. Maybe as soon as today. It'd be so like this to break on a Friday, (laughs) you know? News dump, the biggest contract maybe in the history of Major League Baseball. But that aside. Okay, so here's the big question. John Morosi says the decision is imminent, could happen today. So now we're on Otani watch. Do you think it will be one of the four teams that were he was publicly linked to, or because he was so big on this being private, 
is there a mystery team out of nowhere? Can I hedge my bet for a second? Or no. hedge my answer? There, there is not a mystery team in the truest sense of the term, a team that we have never connected to him before. Like, he's not going to be a Milwaukee Brewer in four hours. Could it be a team that we thought was out of the mix uh-huh. and really wasn't? Yes, but it's not going to be somebody completely out of nowhere because it's him and it involves $600 million. There's only a small group of people that actually can afford right. to do this. So it will not be a complete surprise, but maybe it's not the Dodgers, but I still think it is. I think it's the Dodgers. It's going to be the Dodgers. I never bought the idea that Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, simply telling the media that they met and that it went well, somehow took L.A. out of the running here. Like, that's preposterous. And anyone who's making decisions like that, these types of big decisions with that kind of flimsy, those type of flimsy parameters, like, saying you had a meeting and it went well is not revealing, you know, your MRI results, right. you know? That's a good point. You can't, you if you're the Otani side of things, you can't have that truly be, because I don't think it's, really like a trust issue that Dave Roberts said that like I don't think that means that he's going to share your MRI, MRI right. result down the road and if that DQ'd you then you probably may don't want to sign up for the the ensuing headaches from all the other demands that this side's going to make well and here's the thing right who has the power Otani has the power so to me like this is going to be fascinating about how he decides to use his power because he definitely used it in a certain way with the Angels and I think we all understood it. It's like, doesn't want to talk to the media, doesn't want to be forthright about injury stuff, you know, all that. And we were like, well, but he's with, it's with the Angels. Like, you know, they suck and they wasted and squandered all this um, potential. Can he do that kind of thing with the Dodgers? I know they're in the same market, but we all know it's not the same. There's not the same attention around these two teams. Yeah, and I, I mean, maybe that's what keeps the Angels alive-ish in all of this. But I, I still think you can you can play the game, so to speak, the way you want to play it almost wherever you are. Like, he could live in New York, he could live in L.A., and we could still maybe never see him out on the streets or know what his dog's name is. I think for the most part, he can, whatever kind of, like, secrecy he wants to live in is accomplishable anywhere. Hmm. Um, I think if he signed, again, they're not a finalist, so I don't think. The Yankees, I think, would be tough. Even, like, Jeter said nothing but was out there all the time. Aaron Judge says nothing but does stand up in front of the cameras. Like, you do have to be a bit accountable. You do have to be accountable, yes. And I think in terms of, like, in the post-game locker room, after a game or after a start, you're going to hear from him. But you're not going to have him... Like, I I was in high school and college when the Jeter Yankees were going on. Like, I knew on the Upper East Side, we in high school, like, we knew which movie theater the Yankee guys went to because right. they and which bars they liked. When I was at Fordham, Jeter and Shane Spencer signed themselves into a dorm to hang out with girls. Like, <laughs> oh, Shohei's not doing that. So, like, you can you can choose to keep that stuff off the table. That is true. I lived in Washington Heights where half of the neighborhood is renamed for Robinson Cano. So I understand exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, but, you know, some, some markets are a little bit more, you know um, – like you just need to be a little more adept at handing the media than others. So here, were, but here were the finalists that we thought: the Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, Toronto, the Angels, and the Cubs. Right? Were yeah. the ones we knew about. It'd be fascinating if there was a mystery team. Yeah, but and again, I love like the, who the Rangers. Like, yeah, another deep pocketed team. Braves. And I, the, the Braves. Braves. No, thank you. I love the I love the Jays Houston. angle. Like, let's do a third. Let's take over a third country. 
We get him in the East Coast. Better time for the rest for us, selfishly. Yep. Also selfishly, he's not a direct competitor to our favorite baseball <laughs> <Okay>. team. <laughs> yes. And now he's in Canada on top of dominating the U.S. And, of course, Japan. I mean, make himself even more global. And that's a good team yep. that needs – I mean, everybody needs him. But that's a team that becomes a World Series contender by adding him on it. I'm you, all on the Blue Jays bandwagon here for this one. Do you think that there was like a marketing meeting with his guy, with his people, and they were like, Shohei, Canada. Like <laughs> the untapped <laughs> Canada. Like this is this is where the marketing dollars are going to come. Maybe. I mean, imagine Why him not? in a Leafs jersey shooting with, you know, on Austin Matthews. Or shoot, imagine him at the next Drake concert. That he, he, that's going to happen if he's a Blue Jay. Yeah, like the way Drake, Drake jumps from bandwagon to bandwagon. I was going to say Drake will attach himself to Shohei Otani if he signs with the you know Milwaukee with the with the Minnesota Twins. That is <laughs> like, true. Drake doesn't it doesn't matter. And Shohei Pascal Siakam, Vince Carter, Vince, look out. He's not going there. He's going back to the Angels. That's my opinion. He's not. That's I agree not happening. with you, by the way. You're both wrong. Hmm. Why are they still in it? It doesn't make any sense. He's he should have eliminated them from day one. Why are they not trading Trout? That too. They'll trade Trout next week when they don't have Otani. Why is Ron Washington being so cagey? Maybe because he's Ron Washington. I was going to say. <laughs> That's how you always is. Try to predict Ron Washington. I wouldn't go down that rabbit hole. Meanwhile, one NFL coach in hot water. We'll get into that next. Don't look.